dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lions i'm in your house <laughs> every episode is someone's first episode and <laughs> and you've now had that joke running for like every time we record together yeah the, right? the, the one thing is unfortunate i think you did on purpose is i am sitting far enough away from you that i can't physically hit you no, that's, I mean, always, even, <laughs> and there's the one episode where, you know, it's in time, right? Like th- this episode is not an evergreen episode. Um, so we have to maintain six foot distance ah, yes. for, for podcasting safety. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know if this is a good time. I, I spit in most of your drinks. I, yeah, that's why every time I put a cup down, I just leave it there forever. <laughs> it's never it's just dead yeah, to you. I don't even wash it and then put a new drink in it. Like yeah. it's it's when you leave the house, those cups go in the garbage. That's good. That's probably and and the cups you drink out of go in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that 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 stands to reason. Yeah, yeah. No, it's standard safety protocols. We were doing this before COVID. Like oh, yeah. nothing to do with. It. <laughs> it's just I don't want your gross spittle touching my. Things. yeah that's why we only have inexpensive drinking glasses because just the replacement cycle is really frequent <laughs> this is a podcast about video games right it, it's not <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry yeah. I, I, I i showed up to the wrong <laughs> my, my notes are all wrong um okay so this is we're doing a special thing this is our 2021 year in review yep so here are the rules for this episode uh instead of reviewing a game uh we are going to do our top three bottom three and uh, favorite nostalgia goggles pick or new, sorry, new, 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 new nostalgia goggles pick from uh, the 2021 year. Um, we uh, spent a couple of years uh, debating whether or not uh, first worst or third worst was the worst worst, right. and first best or third best was the best best. Uh, so it's worst worst or yeah. uh, least worst, least worst, middle, middle worst, worst, which is delicious, <laughs> and worst worst. <laughs> Then our nostalgia pick, uh, we only do one because yep. we only do three or four a year. Uh, and then the least best, middle best, best best. So that's that's what we're doing. And the the other key part of this is that this is not, this is how we felt. So whenever we do the episodes, we do it based off of like concrete, like like we try to pick the game apart and give a legitimate analysis we did not. I did not go back through and re-listen to all of the episodes to make sure I stayed internally consistent. I may have said that the game was awful and was a full nostalgia monocles, and it could be the best best. It's unlikely because hopefully I, my memory isn't that shoddy. <laughs> but this is this is a based about feelings, not about facts. Yes. So, which, which I, I have in my notes, uh, not about facts. It's about feelings, and it has quotes around it because that is one hundred percent attributed to you. Oh, yeah. And and I, I like this because. This is something we can't possibly do when we do a regular episode, which is like, what is the long tail, right? And so transferring from facts to feelings isn't just us being lazy and not <laughs> not going back and redoing the work. This is actually a different kind of analysis yes. from the regular reviews. Uh, it is also less work than going back and reviewing 26 yeah. games. Yeah, to, to like get, get a true true meta-analysis. But this is kind of like our, our you know... Our, our feelings and opinions and, and kind of a celebration of the games that we loved and kind of a, a celebration of the games <laughs> that we hated, you know? And so uh, this is not like if you, if you say, oh, well, you know, they review, if you want to 
go back and determine whether or not you want to play a game listen to the actual review of that game if you just want to say like oh this this seemed like they enjoyed it that's what this is for that yeah that's exactly right um before we dive in uh we'll do our shilling um because ear and review episodes don't escape shilling no no um money makes the world go around yeah uh the reason we have the time and ability to do this is because of you all uh but most importantly uh the people who subscribe the people who uh, share with their friends the people who leave us reviews um you're the people who help make the show spread around uh the people who go above and beyond and do crazy things like follow the two of us or the show on twitter uh watch me play some of these games on twitch uh, or the real crazies who give us money, um, they uh, give us money. And so the people who give us money uh, all get the after show. Everybody gets the after show, uh, no matter what level they support us at. But the true crazies, uh, they get shouted out, including on this episode. Uh, so we need to give a special shout out to our 8-bit classics, Yarno. A Mario painter. Jason. An ah, real monster. John. A super patron and castle explorer. <laughs> and Kevin. A maniac of a mansion owner. And our 16-bit heroes, Michael. A wanderer of an odd world. Jacob. A legendary Mega Man. And our full 3D supporter, David. A master musician of an ocarina of time. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the on-theme because right? they're always on theme, but now you had like so much to pick from. Yeah, yeah. So I actually like went through and and then and, and a part of me wanted I didn't do this. A part of me <laughs> wanted to say like to make the Easter egg that I only used ones that weren't in my top or worst, you know? Ooh. And I was like, I could do that. But I, I was literally, I'm like, I don't want to. That's way too much cross-referencing. Yeah, it, that it, sounds like work and you're on vacation. Exactly. I am. <laughs> um, but to that point, uh, let's do a quick uh, summary of the the games we played this year. Would you like to engage in a back and forth or would you like me to ramble this? Yeah, off? yeah, yeah. Let's do a volley. You want to do the volley? Yep. Okay. Uh, so in order that we played these games, new nostalgia games included, but not specifically demarcated here, uh, are Altered Beast, RC Pro M2, Worms Armageddon, Ninja Gaiden, Cyber Gaiden? Shadow, Gaiden, Gaiden, Gaiden. 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 Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, no. Uh, it's Gaiden. Got it. So yes, Ninja Gaiden. (laughs) (laughs) My brain. Um, Cyber Shadow. Odd World. Abe's Odyssey. Galaga. Shining Force. Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of It's Not As Good As People Remember. (laughs) Batman. The video game. Donkey Kong Country. Tropical Freeze. Ah, real monsters. How did you end up getting to do that twice? Twice. (laughs) Twice. Maybe three times, depending if it's on the list. You know. True. True. Uh, Azure Dreams mario paint streets of rage 2 super castlevania 4 doom parens 2016 close parens which was released in 2017 pokemon red blue superman 64 mega man legends metroid 2 colon return of samus ducktales woo maniac mansion portal portal 2 dragon warrior oh there's a i'm i always feel like oh man we spend two weeks on a game some of these review shows only spend a week and then i remind myself of two things two weeks is still not that long right no. to to review an entire game especially for some of the bigger games and and so it, it's a lot of work one week i, I honestly don't think is enough and yeah. then when we read through the list every year i'm like oh it's still a lot yeah we played a lot of games and especially <laughs> but, considering that we've now been doing this for five years like it's it's one of those those knowledge bases that sneaks up on you because Somebody will say like, oh, something, something like I really like classic video games. And then all of a sudden I have accidentally, you know, George and the rabbit it all over them where I'm like, oh, yeah, you like classic video games. Which ones do you want to talk about? And just, you know, 
they're like, oh man, I, I, I just, I, I'm like, friend. And they're like, I just, I just, I, I, I like, I like classic Zelda. It's like, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just, this one game yeah. that I, I played in my cousin's house. And <laughs> sorry. But instead, like, they just see like the traveling through the obelisk of a space odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> the lights. Yeah, just yeah. streaming by. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with the bottom three. Yes. Uh, so this is the least, least worst. worst. Right. Uh, so we're, we'll, we'll volley. Uh, and we'll explain kind of, you know, why why our feelings, not the facts necessarily, but mm-hmm. why our feelings. Uh, so for me, the least worst game of 2021 was Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Uh, and it's just it's not it's not a Metroid game. Like it, <laughs> it's it's way too linear. Right. Mm. And I get that in at the time they had not yet. Super Metroid is what established what we now think of as Metroidvanias. Right. right. Super Metroid, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Those are the two specific titles that established the formula for Metroidvanias. So I get that this was before that. But even the original Metroid, you had more freedom. You had more kind of uh, backtracking and exploring and experimenting. Metroid 2, super linear. It doesn't have enough music. Right. It's quiet to the point of being annoying. Mm. Like it's too quiet. Uh, it's just there aren't really interesting challenges. The the power up dispersal is all over the place. Like sometimes you get a power up and then two seconds later, it's completely rendered meaningless by a far superior power up. It's just it's not not fun. Uh, there's a remake of this game that's supposed to be really good for people who like being completionists about the Metroid saga. But no, no. Well, and, and on top of that, I think there is something to be said about like you, you, the, the formula had yet to be born. But if you were playing a Metroid game, you expect for it to follow that formula. So even though this is like proto Metroid, it would be like playing Mario Brothers, not Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Right. So you're, you, you, if you booted that up and you've played Super Mario, Super Mario World, Super Mario, like all of that, and you boot this up, you're like, this isn't a Mario game. Yes. You know, and, and you can see the, the course correction happen is they made Metroid and then they were like, there's the fork in the road mm-hmm. and they could have gone the super linear platform shooter which is metroid 2 or the crazy backtracking nightmare labyrinth that is super metroid and they decided that was what they wanted the metroid series to be and for that i'm personally thankful but like going back to this game if you are a fan of metroid is hard because this doesn't feel like a metroid game right, right? so yeah the le- le- least worst but still on the list yeah but, but but made the list um for me least worst was altered beast <laughs> yeah and, you know and, and and mostly the reason why is again like it is the least worst right but man there's just there's just nothing to that game you know like the there the the everything about it is what i would say is uninspired you know where it's like <laughs> i'm i'm sure that the visuals were amazing on the arcade cabinet but the port is just lackluster the graphics are kind of garbage there's no real story the mechanics are blah it's it's kind of frustrating to play it's not super frustrating to play it's kind of frustrating to play and so literally i it just the thought of playing that game again i was just like man i can't i can i literally can't think of anything else i wouldn't rather be doing with my time you know because (laughs) it's it's almost like the in in movies when somebody's just like yeah sometimes i just you know burn my fingers to feel alive it's like <laughs> i would rather play a bad game and be upset about it than just have like lost an hour of my life to this so yeah is it the worst thing ever no but it's just it, there's just nothing there's nothing there to to play yeah you know and and instead of uh agreeing with you i move on to my middle worst which was altered beast there you go <laughs> <laughs> so now i can agree with you yeah um the one thing to me that redeems altered beast in my personal lived experience is 
I associated with my cousin and I like my cousin, right? I played it at my cousin's <laughs> house. So when I think of the game Altered Beast, I think of like, you know, rise from your grave in that grainy 16-bit Genesis sound effect. <laughs> and yeah, so bad. But like, but I associate that with a really fond memory, right? Right. So it's a, uh, it's almost like type two fun, right? Like you go on a serious hike and like you're aching and everything, you're cold and everything's terrible. But then later you remember it fondly. Like I don't want to play Altered Beast, but I'm happy to continue to remember Altered Beast. But then it's like, you know, I, I probably have access to this game in four different avenues now because it's part of a bunch of Genesis classics collections that I have on like various consoles and stuff and even on, on my PC. So it's like this game is everywhere. Like I could easily in any room in my house sit down and play this game. And I, I no, I'm not going to. Well, I mean, that's almost definitionally nostalgia goggles, right? I yes. Mean, like- <laughs> yeah, a hundred hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's like I, I don't. I have nostalgia for playing this, but the actual game itself is is completely lackluster. Yep. Yep. So for my my delicious middle worst, uh, Maniac Mansion. I I just it the the, the thing that I, I so you know and and I, I mentioned a lot of this kind of stuff in the review, but is that like the you know put everything onto everything like <laughs> again like it's throw just, a baby yeah so, so, <laughs> throw throw a baby but the the literal like I, I would rather take a voltmeter and check voltages one by one than <laughs> then do this game right because it's just like check the connection from a to b check the connection from a to c check the connection from b to c check the connection i mean that's all this game is i mean like like i would rather do it and then have at the time of it done have a working piece of electronics than just have hemorrhage this time and with the way that i mentally approached it i can't not just test every single connection right and so, and and to me, the, the thing that added insult to injury to this is that um, it made me irritated at math. <laughs> <laughs> and I love math. Math, math and me go way back. Like, I love it, you know? How dare you yeah, sully our friendship? <laughs> yeah, like, like just get out of my house. Uh, which is that, you know, is that literally I, I, was, I was sitting there, you know, saying like, okay, well, there's you know, five options of things for you to do. And there's approximately three things in each room and there's seven rooms. And as I'm tacking a number onto each, normally doing that type of arithmetic is fun. Like literally earlier today, um, you, you asked what would happen if Neptune orbited the sun at the same, you know, in one earth year. And I was like, Ooh, this will be fun. And so I like <laughs> looked up the the distance that Uranus travels and, and, and all of a sudden I was like, Oh man, there was an easier way to do this. And it was just to, you know, multiply Uranus's current speed by 145, which is its current year. But you know, all of that I found fun. But as I was tacking on each multiplier to this, it wasn't like Super Saiyan where you get to have fun adding the multipliers. It was <laughs> making me angrier every single time that somebody did this to everyone. So, so it was uh, like stacking margins. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, I don't like this. So, so yes, that is why it was my middle worst. Yeah. And and that the the worst thing about Maniac Mansion for someone who's never played it is the the game loop of feeling clever and trying weird things to solve problems is super satisfying and it's just a really you know fish with legs level of sophistication so it's like this kind of game can be super fun this game requires nostalgia goggles like yes. I'm, it, i i struggled to not put that one <laughs> on my list because i do have nostalgia goggles for it and this episode is about feelings not facts right. so i associate maniac mansion with my older brother so it's like Okay, factually, this game sucks spots. Yeah, but, but feelings-wise, I don't really have any hostility toward it. I will say, if you do want to imbibe this game, what I would recommend is going on to YouTube and just watching a video of it because, like, 
some of the some of the weird like you know throw baby in lake is amazing you know like when all of a sudden it's like oh yeah you put thing a into thing b and then the car takes off to the moon so you imagine like queuing up a youtube video of somebody playing this and then just having a beer with a friend and giggling over some of the weird stuff in there like that i could enjoy yeah because the humor's good yeah. right the world is interesting yeah like but there's a pro tip for you uh if you look up a let's play mm-hmm. that usually involves the streamer right the player is part of the presentation they talk and mm-hmm. they make comments and stuff if you want just a recording of the entire game but not anyone like interacting with you those are usually under the title of long play mm-hmm. here is the entire game from start to finish just as if you were sitting there watching the tv silently so that's if you're like oh i want to consume like metal gear solid's great for that because it's basically a movie right right? so you (laughs) you could watch a long play of metal gear solid and just treat it like watching a 20-hour television show right but then you don't have assholes like us making commentary the whole time yep so Uh, yeah that was my middle worst yeah and it's it's super legit super (laughs) legit um so for my worst, worst, uh, I had to give it Superman 64. Yeah, you did. I, I had to give it Superman 64 oh, yeah. because it's bad. And it, <laughs> this is also my worst, worst. So we it's, can just do yeah. this at the same time. So it's, it's bad. And it's only redeeming quality is making fun of it. Yes. And I am now getting old enough and hopefully mature enough that I don't always feel great doing that. Like <laughs> just crapping on something that people worked on, even if it was a soulless cash grab, which I don't know that it was, but even if it was a soulless cash grab, it's just like, yeah, but people worked on it. I bet the the guy who ran the mailroom at that studio didn't care, didn't feel like it was a soulless cash grab he was contributing to. Right. So like it's, it's bad. There's no redeeming qualities. It's not, you can't get anything interesting from a game design perspective. Like if you're trying to become a game designer, it's not even like a B movie where you could point and laugh at it because you have to press buttons, right? You can point and laugh at a bad movie, but books and video games require like active participation on your part. And so it's hard to say, Oh, ha ha. We're going to play this game and make fun of it because it's a lot of work to make fun of something. A bunch of people worked on. Oh yeah. So it's, it's terrible. It has basically zero redeeming qualities except being like a whipping boy. So, uh, Oh, also, you know, I don't like what they did to my boy. Yeah. Like, that's, that's my boy. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, we, you are literally wearing a Superman shirt right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we both have throughout our, our entire friendship. Like we, we, we both love Superman. Right. And yeah, you know, I've had a literally this weekend. I had a discussion with somebody where, you know, they said, like, yeah, just Superman's so OP, I don't really find him interesting as a character. I'm like, you've only read garbage Superman stories, and here's why. You know, I was like, because the point of Superman isn't whether or not he can punch harder. It's if you could solve, if you can solve every problem, should you? And what does that look like? You know, so if you are infinitely strong and you can use your strength to do anything, now what do you do, right? And so to see it then reduced to this, like, horridly broken game that, again, doesn't distill that out of Superman, right? You know, so, like, again, this this game is about can you punch through stuff? And it's like, that's not what Superman's about. We've discussed what a good Superman game would be, which would be that you have, you can fly infinite, you know, nearly infinitely fast. But you, if you do that and you run through people, like that's an issue, you know, you have two objectives that you need to complete, you know, which one do you pick, right? Like those would be great Superman, Superman things. This game not only completely misses the boat thematically on Superman, but it misses, it, it, it didn't like, in ex- <laughs> so this is, tangential but we we have been speaking this weekend on a difference between understanding the concept of what is trying to be done 
and then flubbing execution. Yes. Right? This does both. Yes. It doesn't even understand <laughs> what you need to try to do. And then what it tried to do, which was wrong, it completely screwed up in execution. You yeah. Know? Be- betrays the source material and fails to be a playable game. Correct. Yes. <laughs> because you, I mean, you could argue the, the Batman game we played for Game Boy is like, is it very Batman-y? No, it's a platformer wearing Batman cosplay, but it's at least a serviceable platformer. Right. They executed on what they tried to do. Right. I mean, it's this is the Dragon Ball evolution of video games. Right. <laughs> Try to reimagine the source material and then completely screwed up the execution of it, right? Yeah. You know, and that's that might be the meanest thing I've ever said about a video <laughs> game is it's the Dragon Ball evolution of video games, right? But but that's 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 honestly what it is. And to your point, I think that you you hit the nail on the head where it's like it has no redeeming value. There is just the literally, and, and I did this to us, you know, but like <laughs> the only reason to that I wanted to play this game the only reason to play this game is if you have been doing video game reviews for a long time and this is on your completionist list like you you feel in order to be a video game reviewer you have to have reviewed this then do it which is essentially what we did that's what we did right? it, it was like similar to what we did with jekyll and hyde right yeah. it's like the, we know we're going into a terrible experience the challenge is can are we sophisticated enough critics to understand what is broken because my five-year-old could play it for two seconds and be like this is not fun i i don't like this right but but she wouldn't be able to explain why right and and so i think that the the thing that i said i believe in the episode um but uh but i i I, i'd like to repeat here which is that um the game i don't i did not want to play superman 64 i wanted to have played it yep and now we have yeah now we have thank god time marches ever onward (laughs) uh so for our nostalgia game just to do a quick recap uh we only play usually three or four of these a year it's about once a quarter um so we pick one just one just our favorite out of the the lot um we also uh have i don't remember if we did this the first year but we've done it for several of these now um we give away a nostalgia game. Mm-hmm. And the fun of this is we don't know what the other person picked. If we picked the same game, that's the game we're giving away. Yep. If we picked different games, then you get to pick from the nostalgia games, right? right. Um so my nostalgia game for 2021 uh of the games we played was Portal 2. Nice. So uh mine and 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 so here's the thing is that Megan asked me 3 months ago what are you like after right after we or maybe two months ago but right after we played portal 2 she's like what are you gonna pick for you know that or doom that or doom right because for you for me it was between this and tropical Tropical freeze Freeze. right and she (laughs) she was like what are you gonna pick because i mean like i thought really really highly of doom and i fought for that game for us to play it for (laughs) years Years. literally yeah but then portal 2 so great so i i have literally been like the 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 gif of like drinking at the bar <laughs> for months now because megan brought this up long before this i've just been and so you know what i decided <laughs> you both i want both so, <laughs> i am not going to pick both of them were amazing um so so no because like i i honestly like they are and the thing that the the, the only thread pure shred of dignity that i can put to this giant I'm not going to pick moments is um, this episode's about feelings and you're being very uh, non-scientific that <laughs> they're both first person shooters. So I'm picking the first person shooters. But I, the reason why I think that that's fascinating is because 
no one would say you liked doom <laughs> why don't you try portal oh you really liked portal i think doom's right up your alley right that's fair but i think that they both so the one is it really shines a glaring light on the fact that the way that we categorize video games is terrible right but i think that they both do what they're setting out to do just almost perfectly you know so i was just kind of like i because you know I, if if I really, really, really like, you know, gun to my head. I'd probably give it to Portal 2 just because it's more approachable to more audiences, you know? Mm. Like, so if somebody asked me for a rec- 100 recommendations, I could recommend Portal 2 like 70 times and Doom 30 times because of the people I could recommend Doom to. But I mean, honestly, if somebody said, like, I am looking for the thing that Doom does, I'm like, then Doom's your game. Do- Doom does Doom the best Doom. Yeah. And there's like almost, despite them both being first person super shooters, there's almost zero overlap between them. You know, if like, you know, if somebody said like, I want thing A, I would never say you could go with Portal 2 or Doom. You know, like yeah. it's one well, or the other. And, and I think it's people who work in games or who are big game gamer rulers, uh, they love to argue about like how utterly garbage and useless genres are yes especially in the modern era right because everything's a metroidvania deck building roguelike with platforming <laughs> rpg elements right i mean madden Open world <laughs> madden has rpg elements yes right so like what is an rpg in a universe where madden has rpg elements right, right? so so to think of genres as like, oh, I can recommend anything in the genre because this person likes this genre, like has totally collapsed in the last like 10 years. Oh, yeah. um, but I do think it's interesting to, from a game design perspective, to think of them as almost like tools or vehicles. Like this story or this narrative or this, uh, these mechanics are told using the vehicle of a first person shooter, right? right? Because Portal is a narrative driven puzzle game that uses the, you're riding in a first person shooter to get there, right? Yeah. But Pokemon Snap, also a first person shooter on yes. rails, right? But those, those three games could not have less overlap and yet they all arrived in a Honda Civic, right? They're right. all here in the same car, but they yep. have nothing to do with each other. Yep. Um, and that was actually the uh, reasoning. So you you use that to cheat. Yes, that was, <laughs> I, I did. That was the same reasoning that I used to not pick tropical freeze because of the kinds of like if you look at uh, a collectathon platformer mm-hmm. right there are a lot more collectathon platformers to choose from mm-hmm. so if someone said oh i've played you know uh banjo kazooie i've played some of the 3d marios uh i've played um the rayman games like do i have to play tropical freeze i would say no you don't have to but you would probably love it like it's right. a really well executed one of those right but if someone said oh i really love puzzle games and games that have like a rich narrative and, and interesting worlds, I would be like, you must play portal two. Yes. There are fewer things. There are fewer artifacts in the world like portal two than there are things like tropical freeze, even though tropical freeze is a 10 out of 10 execution of what it is. There's just more of them. Mm, right. Interesting. So yeah. that, that was what, even though like personally, I would love to tell people like you must go play tropical freeze, but it's like, uh, if, if I have a gun to their head right. and I only have enough time to force them through one game, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to force them through portal two. So, um, so what do we do now? Is the it, is the giveaway for Portal Two or is the giveaway for Portal Two and Doom? So, so I think honestly, I think that you 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 won me over. Like I think that <laughs> I, th- I think I think Portal Two. No, because I, I I think that um because to your point, right, is that though Doom twenty sixteen is a perfect execution and callback to original Doom. Um, if somebody said like you know I I can only play one game, is it's like is is Doom is similar to like call of duty you know like in in it's like kind of you know it's got the hyper violence and it's got like the 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 different music and all sorts of stuff but it is a different flavor of that type of game 
But if somebody said like, I, you know, I have a gun to their head and I have to pick <laughs> one game for them to play, it's going to be Portal 2. So Portal 2. Yay. Okay. So uh, Portal 2 is the giveaway game. Yep. Uh, there will be a link in the show notes. We don't always put a lot of stuff in the show notes. There's stuff you can ways you can always find us in the show notes, uh, but there will be a link in the show notes to uh, the form you got to fill out to uh, enter for a chance to win Portal 2. There are no requirements. You don't have to do anything except fill out the form, but there's a nice little list of stuff at the beginning of the form. Like if you want to tweet about us, if you want to leave us a review, there's a direct link to do that. So this is all on our system. We're not making people jump through hoops because that's Superman 64. Uh, <laughs> so this is just, if you want a chance to win a copy of the game, win a copy of the game. Um, if you want to do something nice to spread the good word about nostalgia goggles, also please do that, but you yep. don't have to tender the contest. Um, top three. Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're through through the looking glass like we did it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, we're, we're past. Yeah, I, that's I like having the nostalgia in the middle. Kind of like, so, it's, it's like, like a pal- wash. Yeah, it's palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? it's just yeah. like that was all trash. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, now let's talk about that. And, and honestly, this this nostalgia goggle um, discussion, I think, was like more robust because most of the time it's just us gushing over the, <laughs> like, this. Oh, my God, we play this amazing game. Like, was this game amazing? But like this was like, you know. Yeah. The, the giveaway contest was born out of us gushing about Celeste. Yes. We, we decided during the gushing, yeah. we want to give copies of this. I, I remember away. you literally paused, paused the recording and said, oh, we can do this. And I was like, yeah, no, we should. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, I still have to go play Celeste. Um, but uh, but no, I think that, um, yeah, I think that the the discussion on uh, on kind of genres and all sort of stuff was it was good. Um, so yeah, man, what do you got? Your least best, your number three. Yeah. So my, my least best for 2021, uh, I actually picked Mario paint hmm. because are there better games? Is that game even arguably a game? Like there's a lot of discussion <laughs> that could happen there, but I had, I had such a good time replaying that in a way that was genuinely unexpected like i knew i had big thick old nostalgia goggles for that game i loved it my childhood best friend and i became friends over that game because he had it and he shared it with me right so like the game has a deep place in my heart but i've continued to like draw and dabble with music and stuff into adulthood so i still like the kind of creative activities that that game gave me access to when i was a kid and sitting down and playing it um i streamed a bunch i I made like my little animation and stuff and so i was like talking to chat and kind of doing some art and having fun with it and i was like i could not in my wildest dreams have imagined that i would enjoy this as much in my 30s as i did in my like elementary days right Mm -hmm. that that was a shocking and like delightful little like oh it's this is the feeling I wanted, right? <laughs> like, is it a game? Is it a good game? Like this episode's not about facts. Like right. I got the feeling because that's so rare. Right. It's so rare to say, I remember this thing and it was great. And then to say like, I don't know, is it good? I don't know, maybe, but I feel the way I was hoping to feel. So I was like, I, I got to put it on the list just for that. Well, I think that that's actually really, um, really important. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, is to your point right that is a very very difficult feeling to capture i mean it would be literally like could you imagine or and how much money would you pay to one one year in the next five years before you even die right to come downstairs on christmas day and feel like you did when you were a kid yeah yeah i i remember the and i think i've even told the story before it's like i remember the christmas where uh, I got Final Fantasy seven, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we didn't, yeah. we didn't do big bombastic Christmases. So like usually the game I wanted was like my big present. So, so like the year that I got Final Fantasy seven, my mom specifically did not put it under the tree so that I would not like mm. go and find it. 
and then she forgot to take it out of her closet. So, <laughs> so I, I opened all my presents, did not find Final Fantasy VII, and then was like, I was like 14, right? So I'm yeah. like trying to stay calm and right. not be visibly upset. My parents didn't or couldn't get me the gift I wanted. And then my mom was like, oh my God, and like <laughs> goes and grabs it and brings it out, right? And like, because I can now buy my own video games, like that moment will never come for me again. And like, in some ways that's great. Like that's a fantastic problem to have is that I can buy myself the things that I like. But, but as a kid, that like feeling of my mom went out of her way to get this thing for me that is going to bring me years and years and years of joy, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's an incredible feeling. How many people our age have very, very sad Saturday and Sunday mornings because they desperately try to have a Friday night, like the Friday <laughs> night they had when they were 22, right? Like yep. trying to recreate the past is a really hard thing to do. So the fact that I was able to like pluck that one-to-one -one happiness experience out of Mario Paint, I was like, good on you, Mario yeah. Paint. Well, and, and I think that, that too, then, then the, the, the takeaway for the listeners would be that if you've never played Mario Paint, should you go back and play Mario Paint? Probably, Probably not. not. But if you liked playing Mario Paint as a kid, it holds up. It, if you have the nostalgia goggles, like those nostalgia goggles do hold up. Like you will enjoy it as much as you did when you were a kid, which is that's that ain't nothing. Yeah. Um, my least best was uh, uh, Pokemon Blue. You know, I just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Say more words. <laughs> <laughs> say, say more things. So um, I, I, I really, you know, like I, kind of similarly where I. I just remembered really having a blast and enjoying it as a kid. And then this, this game is a turn-based RPG. And I have said, I don't like turn-based RPGs anymore. And I really enjoyed playing this game. So it did two things. One is that it's a turn-based RPG that I enjoy, you know? So, so that, that's kind of nice. But two is one of the things that I really like about this game is it actually caused me to really reflect on what it is i don't like about turn-based rpgs you know so it, it sharpened your taste correct right so i could say like you know when, when i was like oh and and, and again like it was it, when i was trying to to crap all over a turn-based rpg as i was just kind of <laughs> like well it does this and it does this and i'm like but pokemon does all of that and and again too is that like i it's not even that you know one of the things i said in an earlier episode was oh, well, the issue, the reason why I don't like this old turn-based RPG is because the visuals are such trash. You know, like, I like enjoying the the new visuals. And that's why I like Pokemon Sword is because, like, it's so much more robust and beautiful, right? But then I went back and played Pokemon Blue, and I loved that again, too. And I was like, no, that's not it. You know, so it just really forced me to introspect and kind of say, like, all right, this is this is what I like about this game. But honestly, yeah, as I was going through and playing it, I, I, just, I just really enjoyed honing my collection throwing some levels at some things watching them evolve you know building out my roster it was fun so my middle best mm -hmm. is pokemon yeah red uh for again shockingly like the same kind of reason hmm. which is uh i i didn't play pokemon when i was a kid right mm -hmm. i i didn't have a game boy at that time so i i just missed the whole trend even though i had access to it like i had friends that probably would have let me play theirs but uh i just i just missed it right um the the idea of the collectible card game and the the cartoon and stuff there was just there was enough around it that I was like ah this is overwhelming and then as uh, twenty something I went back and I was like okay I'm going to acquire and play through Pokemon Yellow because right. Pokemon Yellow is the red blue you know super yeah. game um it, the character is named Ash you have the Pikachu right so it's like yeah. 
this is the, the one like this. If I can't do this, there's no way I could jump into any of the later stuff. Okay. Uh, even though I know they've tried to like retcon and make stuff approachable a for a yeah. new generation. But I was like, uh, like yeah. I'm, I'm old. I need to go back and, and try that. So playing through Pokemon Red uh, this time taught me that the reason I bounced off this game is not because I didn't have access to a Game Boy. It's because I didn't understand the game is talking about the game. Mm. Like playing Pokemon, the game of Pokemon is the interaction with other Pokemon players. Mm-hmm. It's why I actually got some mileage out of Pokemon Go on my smartphone when that mm-hmm. was new, right? Because it was a thing that I participated in, not a game I was playing, mm-hmm. right? For me, games are almost exclusively individual, like introspective experiences, mm-hmm. right? I played a lot of JRPGs. I don't really care for playing online and stuff. But when I played this time, I streamed my entire playthrough. I didn't play any of it by myself, which means... You know, you and I were not connecting link cables, but I got that. I got people telling me in chat like, oh, this is, you know, there's like a rare Pokemon here. Like, oh, if you get this one, this is actually a really good one to carry you for a long time because then you don't get more powerful Pokemon till later. And like, I got that kids on the playground experience. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is why I couldn't enjoy this game the first time because I didn't know I needed that. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, um, like a key ingredient in a recipe. It's like, yeah, you can leave it out, but it's, it changes everything. Right. It's, it's it, one of its core aesthetics, which you wouldn't think of with this game is because you think of it as like, Oh, core aesthetics is challenge. It's community. You know, like, and and they do try to tell you because there's NPCs in world that do the link cable thing with you. Yep. They, they try to be like, go have friends, (laughs) go (laughs) outside. they, They are trying. And, and, uh, to, to your point about like, this taught you about JRPGs and like what you need out of a JRPG to enjoy that experience. This taught me what I need in games that are supposed to be social mm-hmm. choosing to not engage with the social aspect basically means you're choosing not to play the game and enjoy it. Right. It's really hard, not impossible, but really hard for me to go to a game and carve that chunk out and then still find the rest of the game enjoyable. So now my taste for those kinds of games have been sharpened. Like, uh, I've started playing a game with my team at work. We have like a little social hour mm-hmm. and it's a game you can play by yourself to rocket league. Yeah. It's a game you can play by yourself, but it's way more fun to play when I can hear them cursing and laughing. And like, <laughs> it's a social experience, right? It's golden eye, right? Yeah. It's, I, I don't want to play street fighter two alone, but I will play with other people. I don't want to play Pokemon alone, but I, I did realize I can actually play this if I'm engaging in the social experience. Cause I like the JRPG mechanics, but you need that social experience salt. And yes. that, that was like, Oh my God. Cause I, I thought Pokemon was just not for me. Yeah. But no, it's, it's that you needed to participate in the community, right? Yep. Like, so it's, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, for, for me personally, it's, it's very much like Dungeons and Dragons, right? Is it's like, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons because I care deeply about the D and D lore or the mechanics or anything like that. I play it because it's the thing that I use to participate with the friends. It's like the, the, the bonding factor. Yeah. You know? yeah. Why are we all sitting around this table talking? Because we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, because it's the thing that we're doing. It's the excuse that we have to, to sit around <laughs> this table. So for me, my middle worst, or my middle worst, my middle best. <laughs> don't, don't go back to the sad yeah, no, times. No, 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 no. My middle best is Ocarina of Time middle best yes excited i mean just the 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 anticipation now. <laughs> for now for now the best best right yeah yeah this is the big reveal no i mean and and so for i mean for all the obvious reasons right i mean i play i played the ever-loving crap out of it as a kid like and as i said on the podcast like i played so much of this game that i could walk somebody through it over the phone um i had spent many hours literally just sitting on my bed and thinking about planning and hoping that if hollywood would make this into a movie 
I now know this would make a terrible movie. Like, there's just not yeah. enough here. And Hollywood kind of sucks at making video game movies in general. And this would not be an easy plug, right? I mean, like, and even if they were tr- trying to make it into a miniseries, which they seem to be getting the hang of, uh, you know, I mean, we have at least two successful examples, I think, which True. is The Witcher and Arcane. You know, so it, it's like, hey, not an isolated incident anymore. And thank God Henry Cavill got to be part of something that wasn't a trash fire. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of terrible Supermans. No, oh, snap. Anyways, he was a good Superman. He was, he was in bad Superman movies. Correct. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent, which is why, like when, when I heard Henry Cavill is going to be in the Witcher, I'm like, dude, <laughs> no, <laughs> you poor man. And then it's, it's actually good. Um, so, uh, I say all that to say, you know, like I, I, I just, I, again, I absolutely love this game when I played through it again. Uh, all of that nostalgia feeling just came right back. Uh, I mean, again, I, I had a notebook where I actually wrote down all of the songs, you know, like I just, I can't, you, you can't, you can't not recreate that. Right. So, uh, so yes, that was my, but that, but that did, was my middle worst. Did, did I convert you on Ocarina to you also would still recommend to play the oh, remake? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that, that, that's my victory. Yeah. No, I mean, because again, the, the, there's nothing, if you play the 3DS version, the remake, right nothing's lost you know like there it's not like oh well in the original it the original does this thing that the new one doesn't do or there's this you know certain je ne sais quoi about playing the old ones like the new one all it does is have better graphics and just sands off some of the things that are the most annoying about the game that it's the they take away the reasons why you don't want to play it you know like i mean literally you know, I, I had to like take a deep breath when I got back to the water temple and <laughs> it would not have been as bad if I didn't have to go in and change out my boots manually. It would have still sucked. It yeah. still wouldn't have been fun. But just the the, you know, being able to shave off that like, you know, half a second every single time of going through and doing that. Absolutely. So, yes, if you do play it, play through the remake. OK, so uh, for best best. um portal yeah Yeah, it's portal yeah it's portal portal. um so so here's here's the the thing um i had a feeling we were both gonna i knew portal would be in our our best best for for this year right yeah um and maybe like an all-time list right (laughs) so so, it's a really good game it's a good game um i do think it's unfortunate that it's like portal came into our lives and (laughs) it, it came into the podcast life like under an umbrella of regret. It was like, Oh, whoops, this game is way newer than we thought. Let's somehow make that. Okay. By also playing portal two for nostalgia goggles. Um, and then for it to then fall onto the list, it's like, Oh, that's rough for it to be in a competition against Batman, the video game for the game boy. Right. right? (laughs) That's, that's stiff. Right. But that's the nature of one, just the randomness of what we play every year and two, getting to indulge in feelings is it's like, Oh, is it a fair competition? No, it's not about fairness. I don't care. Yeah. I like portal way, way more than I like Batman, the video game. Yeah. I like portal way, way more than I like Mega Man legends or Azure dreams. Even though I like those games, like <laughs> I like portal way, 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 way more. So having it, uh, come in, maybe it was, it, it's, it, you know, it turned 18 uh, right at the end of the season. So technically it shouldn't be playing junior sports anymore. It should be moving into like farm leagues. But you know what? It finished its season and 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 it got to play against kids who were not as old or strong or ready to be professional athletes. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. I, I love this game. <laughs> I think everyone should play it. I think some of you should uh, try and win Portal 2 in the contest and then buy Portal 1 for like $10 or whatever it goes for now and then play the trilogy like i recommend you play portal portal 2 portal 2 co-op right that's mm-hmm. like 
do that. Yeah. Do, go do that now. Yeah, right now. Um, yeah, and, and so basically, to co-sign everything you just said, is that, uh, you know, when I was sitting there, you know, and, and one is that when we were kind of going back through, like, the, you know, best, best, worst, best, like, this last year, we we, we had some bangers on this list, you some, know? So, some real bangers. Yeah, so, like, the, the, the best, best was, like, pretty tight competition, and so... You know, I was like, all right, you know, obviously Legend of Zelda is going to be in there for me. Right. You know, so I, I like and, and because I keep it, I do a Google keep list like I can just move them around. So I just put the names in there first. And I and so I'm sitting there staring at like Zelda and Portal 2 or Zelda and Portal, Zelda and Portal. I'm like <laughs> and I was like, you know what, honestly, because like you said it, it, it's, it's about feelings. And but I mean, I would be remiss to say that if somebody again said like, which game should I play? ocarina of time or portal hands down portal every time and 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 the thing is it's like because you you know what it is is it's if somebody came to me and said which should i watch dragon ball z or dragon ball z abridged dragon ball z abridged (laughs) every time right because because they're not 16 you know they're not picking it up at 14 they're not gonna go into the swimming pool with their friends after school and fire kamehamehas at themselves right you know like they're not gonna do all that sort of stuff right like i love legend of zelda because of when it came into my life and 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 and, and i'll never lose that but portal is not only a good game i think it's an important game you know because it shows to me the the degree to which we can teach through video games right because if you can literally teach somebody even at our age, to completely upend the way that physics works, and then they can just pick it up and play it. My six-year-old can play this game, and you and I can play this game, and people older than us can play this game. It is infinitely approachable and valuable to play, you know? And this is, I think, an interesting idea of uh, you have strong feelings, Mm -hmm. but it's, I think, at least partially for you with this game, is like, which feelings do I think are necessary to share right like you don't have to share your feelings about ocarina of time to feel like you did that game justice but you feel like portal is worth sharing right yes. it's, it's worth uh like like proselytizing for like you have to go out and knock on people's doors and be like you know hey you, good morning do you have a minute to talk about glados <laughs> right and and i i agree with you this is the same way we felt about celeste right it's like it's like no no but really go play this yeah and so, so normally like i i in the episode when and, and you know like I, I like try to take a note somewhere throughout the thing about like something i can say it's like fun and quippy that like kind of like either bookends or calls back to a thing but honestly it's 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 been a great year doing the podcast and go out and play some video games the curtain falls the music plays the credits roll then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself the fanfare is gone there's no player two there by your side to share victories won but as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land battling evil fighting the darkness just sword in hand your memories creep in with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you lost for a while. You're gonna think back much less on how you saved the day. 